Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. I've thought a lot about influences throughout my life, from the guitarists who shaped my playing to the early playground that was the World Wide Web. I've been shaped by independent thinkers who find their own way through the world. And yet I wrestle with what I want to do, need to do, should do, could do, you get the idea. Fortunately and sarcastically, social media finds a way to mainline information that influences me to find answers in a 60 second video. I shake my head and move along, but the questions remain. Who are your influences? How do they influence you? And are you letting the right ones in? It's one thing to be influenced in what you do and how you do it, but what happens when you let the wrong people control who you are? That is the foundational question of this episode. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 747. As I was writing this episode, I came across a video of Charlie Rose interviewing Fred Rogers. And the opening question was, who's made a difference in your life? A fabulous question of influence, and the response was even more telling. While I was expecting names, famous names at that, Rogers said, oh, a lot of people, and proceeds to say the difference they made was allowing him to have some silence. I mean, that blew my mind, but the mind-blowing quotes just kept coming. Roger said, I'm very concerned that our society is much more interested in information than wonder, in noise rather than silence. Wow. And then the question to end all interviews, how do we encourage reflection? Hmm. What I love about this short reel on Instagram is that it speaks not to a specific person's presence in our lives, but their impact on us. Fred Rogers is no longer in this world, but his impact does remain through clips like these and memories. As I think about influences, it's easy to look at the early years and see the long-term effects of those people who I actually knew and those I didn't know. People like teachers, coaches, and mentors influencing the work that I would eventually do and the writing styles that I enjoy. Authors, musicians, and artists that shaped the instruments I would play and the way that I played them. Influencers and celebrities, religious leaders, family members, random and not-so-random haters. There were so many opportunities, even for the isolated loner I was growing up, to be shaped in my thinking, who I would become, and what I ended up doing. The thing about influences is that they start small and affect what we do and how we do it. And you could call those micro-habits, tiny habits, atomic habits. It all depends on the writer that you follow. But all of these habits of the good and bad variety build up over days, weeks, months, years, even decades. I know I didn't think about how they would affect me over time. I just wanted to bring whatever I saw that someone else had into my life. Words like cool or escape or fortune, fame, 
all of those things. And the odd thing is that the principles that we talk about in marketing today of being a brand that you know, like, and trust, well, we didn't factor into those in the early years. It was an influential free-for-all. Never once was I asking the question, who do I let in? And I certainly wasn't asking, who do I keep out? But those questions did come much later once my identity was more established. And influences take a lot more effort now to fly under the radar of self and make it through those internal and external defense systems that have been put in place to protect myself. The negative self has kept me focused on sabotaging positive changes that would require me to work through bad habits that no longer serve me, while the positive self keeps me dreaming of a life that I want to live in the future, but I have to get past those bad habits in order to do that. Past and future at odds with each other in the present, keeping me focused on productivity and knowledge and information, doing things, the eternal task list. But never mind the question of who am I? It's the being, not just the doing. Those influencers of being are there. But I often feel like I'm more focused on rebelling the messages of online influencers and how I'm not doing enough or I should be doing something differently. Perhaps that's another example of self-preservation. But as I near my 45th birthday, I don't desire to be stuck in my current way of thinking and being for another few decades, hopefully. So that means that I need to open up to outside influences that can help me to change who I am and my way of being in this world to connect me to those future dreams and allow me to let go of those barriers, those protection systems that are in place. And you're damn right. I want it to be people like Mr. Rogers described, people who are interested in wonder, silence, and reflection. But it's more than just that for me. There are seven qualities in influencers that I am most interested in now as an adult. The first is someone who leads with compassion. We live in a world that lacks compassion. And so when you see it in someone else, you want that for yourself. And sure, you might think, well, I don't deserve that, or who am I to receive compassion? That's precisely why you need compassion so that then you can model compassion for others. The second trait is people who celebrate who you are. So much of the messaging out there is that we aren't enough, that we don't do enough, that we need to change even 1% of who we are so that we can get better over time. But why not celebrate who you are, what you've done, celebrate the dreams that you have, Come on, celebration lacks too, just like compassion. So the more we can celebrate, the more we can open ourselves to new possibilities. But here's the third trait that I'm really interested in. People who are ready to challenge me when I'm ready. There's so much about the messages, again, that are about challenging you before you're ready as if beating down the barriers is going to open you up to what people have to say. No, it doesn't work that way. But when you're ready, 
and you let people know that you are looking for a specific challenge, that is when that influencer has more of a lasting presence and power in your life that can lead to positive change. The fourth trait is someone who critiques poorly made decisions. It's not every decision, but you know they can see the difference between a decision that was poorly made and one that was just like, yep, yeah, that was a decision. The poorly made decisions are the ones that impact you for the long term, not the short term. But then the person sticks around. And the fifth trait is they collaborate with you to make better decisions in the future. It's about redemption, not kicking you to the curb and setting you aside, thinking that there's no hope for you. We don't need those people in our life. We need collaborators, not haters. And we need people that have this sixth trait. They're going to be present in every stage of change in our lives. Think about the friends that you have in your life. When you start changing, do they leave because they don't know who you are anymore? Or do they get to know the new you? Those are the best friends because they're present in every stage of change. And influences, positive influences, can have that ability as well. They want to get to know you again and again and again. But here's that seventh trait of an influencer that I'm definitely looking for today, tomorrow, next year, the next decade of my life. And it's people who are wanting to build a creative and curious world. One with reflection, silence, and wonder. As we wrap up 2023, I do hope you'll spend some time in genuine reflection. Ask yourself, are the right people influencing not only what you do, but who you are becoming? Have you surrounded yourself with people who will encourage wonder and silence in your life? Bust out a journal, spend some time capturing your thoughts. And if you need a video to help you wrap your mind around journaling, Jack Kent of Sketchy People has a fantastic video that helped me to reevaluate my relationship with journaling, and I spend a few minutes each night writing down my thoughts. I'm going to include it in the show notes at gwtw.co slash 747. Jack is definitely something I'm letting in and influencing not only my actions that I'm taking with journaling and some other things around this creative and curious world, but someone who just models a life of positivity and joy that I need more of in my life. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.